Do you want to know a secret? Secret. Do you want to have a secret? A dirty little secret. A secret that you only share with your spouse. A secret that is so magical and so intimate in ways you can only imagine. Oh, come on. You must be curious. Marriage has a new secret, a relationship accessory of sorts. Come fall down our rabbit hole and we'll share our secret about this magical wonderland of creating your own intimacy. We can give you all the edge without you or your marriage ever getting cut. Welcome to Married with a Twist podcast. Greetings, everyone. Mr. Fox and Little Kaninchen, or LK, we are your hosts and founders of Marriage's Sexiest New Secret, the leader-follower dynamic, also known as Married Dominance and Submission. Oh, man, you just told him the secret. Secret. We're excited to have one of Santa's top, or should I say top bottom elves with us today. We have the one and only submissives, Naughty Workshop Elf, as our guest. Welcome, Rianne. Yay, welcome, Rianne, to our podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Yes. So, Rianne. I am very excited. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> but, so, Rianne, please tell us a bit about you and a little about your dynamic with your sir. Well, I have always been um, naturally submissive, although strong-willed, and my sir has always been very naturally dominant, and so our marriage has always been a dominant-submissive type of marriage, and when we found husband and submissive, it was a perfect framework for uh, the way that we like to live, so... It works perfectly with our age group and what's going on in our life right now. That's awesome. So are you a mother? How many kids yes. you have? Like, Well, we have been married for 17 years. Wow. Uh, we, yay. We have four kids between us. Our kids range in age from 33 to 24, so they're all grown up. And we have four grandchildren. We live in the, the Midwest, just very excited about where our life and our dynamic is heading. I would say you have the perfect framework for to build on. So I'm so excited to have you. I'm also going to toss Thank out there you. just if anybody sees her uh, dominance name is Sir Erebus. So if you see him online, that is Rianne's dominant. Or sometimes we call him Santa Dom. And she's our yeah. main elf. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a dumb. You, know, you can call him that, you know. Ho, ho, ho. So, ho, 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 yes. <laughs> so, LK just said a minute ago that you are the workshop elf at Submissus, right? Yes, I am. So, how did you become the workshop elf? Well, it doesn't take long for anyone to realize how much I really love Christmas. I mean, I love, love, love Christmas. I could do it all year round. And I happen to like toys. So what a perfect mix. I am the Naughty Workshop Elf. And I get to dress up in Christmas stuff all year round. Works perfectly. And talk about toys. 
Yes, we have the perfect, perfect person to do that. I don't know how many Christmas trees she has in her home, but I'm guessing it's quite seven. a few. <laughs> I have seven to be exact. That you, is fabulous. Do you have She's seven Christmas trees put up? Yes. She's my hero. So, now, so I feel a little silly now for giving. Two of them are really big, but the other five are four foot and under. So the so. other five... Does that yeah. sound like, am I the only one yes. that thinks that's present? Yes. Like in excess? Well, I probably have seven in my basement. Er- <laughs> Erebus thinks it is. Okay. But, okay. You know, right. He is married to the Christmas elf and I've had that nickname for years, the Christmas elf. I've never been on submissives when you do one of these toy chats. So do you really dress up like an elf all year round? Yes, I do. I have an elf hat. And I, I have my name on it, and I have a Christmas a Christmas shirt. I have um, a little sign that says, you know, it's my toy workshop. So oh, it, it is Christmas and her hat lights all up. year round. Her hat and my hat li- lights up. Yes, it does. All right. Well, I love that. Perfect fit. I do too. It is a perfect fit. And I'm going to ask because I'm curious, don't really know. Is this something that happens every single month on submissives? Yes, we, we yes, have it. it. Yes. Okay. I'll let Rianne tell just a little bit about what she does on the workshop. So Rianne, tell us just, you know, what, what your workshop does every month. Well, we do have, you know, a monthly theme um, with submissives. And LK and I talk about the theme and the direction we want to go. So we try to bring in toys and tools that fit with that particular theme for the month. And I get, it's a whole lot of fun because I get a package in the mail and I know when it's written out to me not to open it up in front of other people because I have made the mistake of opening up a package, which I thought was dog food. Because it was the same type of box, I opened it up, and there was, well, Mona is her name, and she's a torso, <laughs> very detailed, and I opened female. it up, and my female, yes, and my children and grandchildren happened to be there, and Mona is quite heavy, so it wasn't like I could just pick up the box and dash away. I just closed it up really quick, and... My oldest son actually moved the box into our room. And I said, just don't look in there if you don't want to know. It's like a so dead body in a box. <laughs> That's something. Yes, so- it was. It was. So it is was Mona so like funny. really her name when you ordered this? Was it called Mona or did you name her Mona? Named her Mona. I love it. Yeah. I, I was, you know, thought, well, she has to have a name. And so when we get some of the toys, you know, I can decorate her up you know, nipple clamps and just all sorts of things like that. And I can demonstrate the use of some of the toys on her as well. So See, I, I didn't actually clean. realize how in-depth this was for you guys, because that's really great because you can you can demonstrate it, right? You can show what this yes. what this toy or tool is and how to use it. And yeah, kind of and give Mona has visual. all the right holes Hearts. and yeah. everything. Oh my gosh, yes. So she can really she show. really real. Yeah. She's very realistic. Very real. And Hopefully yeah. in 2021, Mona will have a head. She doesn't have a head yeah. right now. She's a torso, like, you know, 
Rianne said, but hopefully in 2021, yeah. Mona will have a head. I can just see your guys' yeah. search, your Google search history right now. <laughs> you know, right. mine's bad. You have no idea. And then, and then how are you going to search for a head for Mona? <laughs> like, You'd be surprised. The F- there's the FBI's a, there's everything. On your door. Google has everything. You just, yes, it does. You put basic word, search words in there and you would be surprised what happens to come up. <laughs> What's funny is, is so, Alkaze is starting to learn her behavior. So I can get, if I use her computer and look for the most like vanilla type thing, it pulls up the craziest stuff. Yes. So I have yes, to. Yes, there have, is no vanilla on my computer. No, so. not Alkaze either. And actually, when we have to take hers in to get service, she doesn't want to go. She wants to wait in the car. And, <laughs> and, and when I go drop it off or pick it up, there's always like there's well, always like three or four people that come out to help me pick up my computer. It's really weird. I think they want to see what person has been Googling what? all that crazy stuff. <laughs> well, luckily for me, I don't have to take my computer out to get sick. All right. So I've learned a lot today already in the conversation, right? Like I've learned about Mona. She sounds kind of cute, yeah. except she's headless. So I guess that makes my comment of how cute she's she headless. is really weird. <laughs> So she, she has a great body, though. She, she has, has a, a perfect body. body. I, she, I'm, yes. I'm going to have to attend one of these so I can see Mona now. Yes. She yes. she has a great body. And hopefully I said she'll have a head in 2021. We ought to have like a, a, a raffle or a uh, like some kind of where, where people get to put their input in on what kind of head she has. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe. Is she going to be but, bald? What color eyes no, she going to have? No, but like. Rianne has been to our um, events. Yeah. And a lot of times we wear Ooh. wigs at our events when we dress up. <sighs> yes. Yeah. So, she can have different color yeah. hair every week. Yeah. She can have different hair all the time. And, and oh, some of the ladies my. may even send their wigs in that they don't use anymore. You know, like probably Mona that could have. A, she could be different every month. Okay. Yes. And now my, that is a great idea. And my mind went to lipstick after that. And then now I feel like a complete pervert because I'm starting to like get, go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my my mind went to it's how do we get doll, our pubic right? hair the same color as the hair on our head, but many women we don't need, yeah we don't need the we, curtains don't match the rug. We don't so. even need curtains or <laughs> rug. No, we need curtains. No, she, she, <laughs> we don't need the rug. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's just Bouchy. all uh, wow, wow. you know. She's just a bald bunny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that works. <laughs> that's funny so that makes me think you're mona (laughs) (laughs) like so i'm wondering now like so what's the craziest toy or tool that you've come across okay i was i said there's a lot of crazy things that i've come across and they've really become just normal everyday things for us but probably the craziest is it's like a bogo with a dildo attached to the pogo stick and it has a handle i mean and it seriously has uh it moves like a pogo stick you can like lay down and put it against the wall or stand up or i mean it has um an attachment for um an anal toy or uh, a dildo and that thing is very scary and it's not the most fun but sometimes you know Erebus likes to just give me a, a hard time and you know wants me to do something fun for him so is this like a full-size pogo ones. stick 
Oh, yeah. Like, I'm trying to visualize what this. Yeah. Yeah. It is the craziest thing that I've ever seen. And, of course, uh, Arabis bought that for me. Um, We have not, uh, you know, featured that on... uh, (laughs) on our toy chat because I don't know, that's like a whole other level type of, uh, of toy. It's not for the average uh, crazy person. We just but haven't gotten, we just is. haven't gotten there yet, but we will. I'm just thinking, yeah. my, like, I, I, I've never seen this. i a way to work it in. Oh, I know. It, and it was, I believe it might have been, I don't know where he got it. Maybe extreme restraints. I am not sure. But it is a full size. You can adjust it. It has a handle that is like chest high, and it goes all the way to the floor. It has so, this curved attachment that you can put a dildo on or an anal toy. And it's like a real pogo stick. Like it's got places you stand and like a spring center. Yes, a spring activate. So, yes. So yes. what I'm thinking right now is like if we've ever seen that show, like how sex took me to the ER. What's the name of that show? Sex yeah. sent me to the yeah. ER. Sex sent me to the sex ER. Sex sent me to the ER. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like at my age, if I was riding a pogo stick, <laughs> first of all, mm-hmm. I want to get that thought and that vision out of my mind with the dildo pogo stick. <laughs> that's hard to say. It's like a tongue yeah. twister. So you know what? I'm just going to back out of this entire conversation (laughs) (laughs) slowly. It is. It is very uh, interesting. Now, your feet stay on the ground or against the wall if you're laying down and you're using it, you know, when you're horizontal instead of vertical. And yes, that is quite the scariest scariest toy, I would have to to say. Sounds like like you'd have to be very careful. Yes, you have to be very careful. So, like, the anal hook used to be the scariest toy, and I just talked to a few of the ladies on Submissus about the anal hook, and they said, get it, get it, you'll love it. And I would have to say it's um, a go-to and a favorite. So, what may be scary at first, you know, or to others, you know, may not be scary to you. And I always say, give it a try. That's why the chats every month about the toys are so helpful. I mean, they're fun, but they're helpful because it gives other people, you know, hands-on ideas on on uh, maybe what to use, how to use it. And the fun thing for me is I get to try the toys that we're reviewing every month. So that's a plus, a big plus. <laughs> that is a plus. You know, when you're talking about that, like the anal hook, something that comes to my mind, and I say this a lot to people, I even say it to my children, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny when you say it, but when I say it, I'm being serious. Like when you're looking at something like that, like what's the worst that could happen? Right? So like when you're looking at the anal hook, like really, what's the worst that could happen if if something happens and it was painful or not pleasurable or whatever, like you have safe words, right? You have, you you can communicate to stop it and move on from there. So like, you know, opening up, opening up your mind and the possibilities and realizing that you're in a safe environment with somebody that you trust, you know, would allow you to. That's exactly it. Erebus knows me very well. So he can watch my face. He watches how I'm breathing. He takes all that in. And uh, we. so he's watching continuously, and he knows when to stop. And like you said, I have my safe words. And we also kind of have a little uh, regroup after all is said and done and kind of do our own little uh, 
review of the new toy or whatever it is that we're doing. Most of the time when you do a workshop and people are like, oh, especially new subs. But the general thing is, I think most people build stuff bigger in their minds. And uh, how I make most people feel better is whatever the implement, a cane, a hook, whatever you're thinking, you're thinking of somebody using it at its fullest extent or, or striking you or doing something to its fullest extent. Very rarely are any of these toys or tools used to their fullest extent. And if they are, I don't know about that. But I tell everybody, you know, like a cane doesn't have to strike you at all. A cane can just be rubbed on the skin just to get you excited, get you a little bit fearful, Mm -hmm. give you that mind fuck we talk about that we love so much. Yeah. So like I think a lot of women, when they come to the workshop, they see and hear that these things aren't being used to hurt you at all. They're only being used to pleasure you. So I think that takes a lot of the fear away, knowing that these things can be rubbed on you. They don't have to strike you ever. You know, they're just there to incite excitement. So I think that makes everybody feel a lot better when, once they hear those words. That is a great point because what (laughs) you would see with the cane, if you saw any type of porn or anything is you'd see it being used to, to its limit. And like you say, that's not necessarily how it would be used. Yeah. I would run, wonder out loud, like in real life, how often a cane is used to that, to the limit. It's probably like you're saying, it's probably not very often. Yeah. And that's, and and that's a warning. I I, think so. Yeah. That's a warning I give everybody too, not to get too far off of, of what we're talking about. But when you take your, if say, if you really want this and I say, do your homework before, and then slowly take your husband into it and show him things online, be careful what you show him online. He may see that caning happening on some, pornographic thing that where the person's bleeding or very, very bruised and you don't want to show him something like that that's going to make him not want to use the implement or even show him how the implement could be used lovingly, not just in a very dark way. Yes, that is very true. And that's what's nice about uh, our discussions is we all have really good ideas. So, you know, I get to review a toy and then somebody may have some experience or, you know, maybe wonder out loud, oh, I wonder if you can use it like this. Or I wonder, uh, you know, what would happen if you did this? And I'm like, that is very, very true. And so it gives us great ideas um, and something new to try. Actually, when you say that, I wish we had something like that on Husdom now because it would be great to have. We have times on Husdom where people come and they'll bring their favorite toy and they'll tell you why it's their favorite toy and maybe how they use it. But it would be great to even have a specific toy where other people in the group or in the meeting can say how they use that specific toy. I agree. Yes, I agree, too. You get a lot of really good ideas when you uh, discuss. And even some of the uh, subs would discuss maybe they're fearful of something or, you know, what would happen if. And so it gives a, you know, a a great chance just to talk about all those kinds of things because fear usually stops us from experiencing a lot of things. At least it does for me. That's why your workshops are so great. They're not just there to show you what the toy does. 
They are there to to connect you with others that have used the items or, you know, you get to actually physically talk to a bunch of women there that are going to make you feel better about how to use it or how it's used. It's just not us telling people this is what the toy is. Mm -hmm. We do do that, but we also, you know, help you along with understanding how it's used and it could be used, I guess. Yes. Yes. And, you know, potential pitfalls, you know, how to work around it and, you know, safety issues or, you know, materials, because some people are very sensitive about certain materials and, um, that's a, a really big thing. So we talk about all of it. I love it. I'm wondering, like I said, we'll do favorite toys every now and then, but like, like I'm sitting here wondering why I don't have something on Huzdom or monthly we don't have a toy and talk about among everybody, right? Like within the community, talk about the challenges that each one of us may have faced and the best benefit we've got. Yeah. Things that we want to try and, you know, maybe other people have. I mean, gosh, I need a Santa. I need a Santa. Oh, my. Yeah, hmm. maybe we know a Santa that might help hmm. us out. Hmm. I'll have to look. I'll have to look for one. You're gonna have to be look awful n- nice though to talk to Santa. You may even have to sit on his yeah. lap. Yeah, I'm definitely on the naughty <laughs> list. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know where this sitting on the lap is gonna fit into this. <laughs> like, I'm gonna. I've got limits. So, like, yes, yes. like Santa and I are gonna have to brief my limits list before before we. Yeah, before that discussion happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. How quickly I go from my comfort zone to. He's clenching. He's sitting right here clenching as we're talking. (laughs) Clenching my fist. Can you tell? (laughs) I don't think that's part of you that's clenching, but okay. Anyway, we're going to move on from this. (laughs) So, you know, there's (laughs) something about the naughty list. Yes. So, we're going to get on with the list that uh, we're going to talk about today, and that's going to be the December top 10 the most used and coveted toys and tools. Yeah. Like when we talk about, we say toys or tools, we kind of put in there that toys, usually the submissives like to talk about toys, but the, but the sirs, they really like their tools. So what, you know, so we kind of interchange those words. So just so everybody understands when we talk toys and tools. Brianne, would you like to give us a hand and discuss our list with us today? I sure would. Yeah, and I'll point out that Decem is Latin for 10. So December. Okay. So oh. December, Decem is Latin for top 10. And in the old days, December, in ancient times, December was the 10th month of the year. So just a little historical lesson oh. for everybody. Okay, so it makes me naturally want to ask, what was the 11th? They had them all switched around back then. Don't oh, ask okay. me to go too deep. Okay. So I guess we're going to start, if we're going to do the, the top, the Decem top 10. Let's you know those Greeks, they always mess everything up sometimes. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love those Greeks. I'm just saying, they're the ones. <laughs> Someone's going to be paying the price tonight for that. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm Ooh, not there. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope Anyways. so. Anyways. So we're going to go over the, the top 10. So I'm going to ask, what did you come up with? What's the number one on your Decem top 10 list? Number one. Oh. Okay. Like I, sometimes I have a hard time keeping to just the list. So my number one is scene collar cuffs 
for your wrist and ankle. So it's really kind of three things, but I'm going to put it all mm-hmm. under one. I usually tell people seen collar and cuffs. So seen collar and cuffs is cuffs and collars, usually leather, or some people have pleather or vegan leather, however you want to put it. Um, but uh, you're using them for seening. So uh, basically, they are lined or unlined. So I always recommend lined for the non-leather or vegan leather or pleather because that stuff chafes. And if it's sewn, if it's sewn with something and that usually is um, plastic or something and that all of those things chafe. So I always recommend getting it lined with the soft Sherpa kind of stuff if you're going to have something like that, uh, vegan leather stuff. But real leather, when it gets heated up when you're playing, um, it smells awesome. I don't know if I have anybody that rides horses, but it reminds me of when I ride my horse and then I pull the saddle off and the smell is just yummy. So, Mm. um, And it's one of the things, wouldn't you say, Rianne, that you would recommend putting your top dollars in? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I prefer the lined. I have a uh, real uh, leather uh, collar and cuffs and my cuffs are lined with this, you know, a little bit of fur. I have really bony wrists and ankles. So everything just rubs uh, and I, I don't want to be distracted that way. So I, I have lined and those are my favorites. Yeah. And many times the leather seems to be padded as well the real leather. Mm-hmm. So I have padded and I have Sherpa. I have both on real leather. So. And really, I, I think part of what it is, is like we have ones that uh, we actually had a little bit of, it's, it's not fur, like the length of it's very short, probably like an eighth of an inch, but we had fur line added mm-hmm. to some the leather Sherpa cuffs. And, and then we had other cuffs that were um, made out of England actually. And, it, it's a softer leather that was put in it. And those are the ones that seem padded, but they're layers of leather. I think that's why they seem padded, but it's like oh, a, it's like a probably. really fine leather on the inside. And it does really wear soft. like your right. favorite saddle, you know, like I have a pair that we've had, we've been almost 10 years doing this and my original, I still have my original set and they're the most comfortable set and they're not actually padded. They're, I mean, they're padded. They're not actually lined and they are the most comfortable because they're worn in like your favorite saddle. I actually love that set because like they're, they're so authentic now they're worn in, but they also have brass, which is patinaed a little bit. It just gives it a really authentic. I mean, I love it. I know some people would drive crazy. They probably would want to polish it all the time, but like, I love that like authentic patina look on the, yeah, they're from an English tannery yeah. that originally, you know, you get really excited when you first start and it's very important. We put our money in into that set and I'm not sorry. Like it's, it, they're beautiful. They always mean a lot to me. Well, and for me, it just does something for my entire mindset when those are out and Erebus puts those on. It just, um, you know, just really works on my frame of mind and, it's just the beginning of the mind fuck, and he is a great mind fucker too. So, Erebus would really be his, his, his mind is great when it comes to this stuff. The Greeks again, yes, it's it the is. Great saying. But also, like in yeah. that in that mindset that you talk about, I think it's also for the dominant or for the leader. Like when I'm putting LK's cuffs on, it changes my mindset too. Like 
I mean, both of us, it's affecting both of us when that happens. So great point. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're number one, because it's, it's pretty much everything and, and kind of mandatory for your mindset, for your body to have mm-hmm. a seam collar cuffs and make sure you get the ankles too, because I love the ankle cuffs probably as much as my, my wrist cuffs, my ankle cuffs. I like to wear them just around, like in the beginning, I would wear them around all day sometimes, you know, and it was, it was a great reminder of what you're doing. And actually for us, the first, the first play cuffs we have, like the cuffs LK was talking about earlier that came from England from the tannery with the really fine leather on, on the inside and the brass metal fittings. Those are not our play cuffs. We we don't, I don't restrain her with those cuffs at all. Um, We actually have play cuffs or the ones with the fur lined and the metal on that actually jingles a little bit. So when she walks around with those cuffs on her ankles, it actually, you know, it's jingling or clicking or clanking. Don't know what the Mm -hmm. right term would be, Mm -hmm. but like a jingle. So you can actually hear it a little bit, which I love. You can hear her walk around. Yes. I like that too. I think everybody agrees that you put, put your money into real leather scene, collar cuffs, wrist, ankle cuffs. Very important. I will add to that too. Very important. Like if you're, if you have a play set, what I mean by play is not that it's not real or not authentic, but if it's something you're going to use in a scene and your submissive like struggles a little bit, if, it, if they're a cheaper mm-hmm. set, she'll get out of them or they'll twist on her wrists yeah. or whatever. So that's another reason like a novelty cuff, if you're using it to restrain, probably is just going to create frustration. And I would say yeah. that very shortly you'll wind up replacing it. So you should just start off with yes, a good, will. good quality piece that's going to do the job. Yeah. And yeah. my original ones. As a, as a, go ahead. As a wiggler myself, that is absolutely true. High quality, put your money where it counts. Yeah. And that's even hard to find sometimes because we had our very first set of play cuffs when LK really gets to, like, so LK likes to be restrained and it's for real though as she struggles if she gets away it almost ruins the scene so like if she gets her and her wrists are very small and her hands are very small and it's like because of that you know it's hard to find a cuff that actually fits and because her hands are Mm -hmm. small they can actually pull through or twist that cuff so i'm the ultimate wiggler i you know you get to a point where you're fight or flight you know and you're trying to flight Mm -hmm. and i can't help it it just is something that that i can't either i cannot help it like i gotta do something so you're trying to get away yeah but you don't want to get away because it'll ruin (laughs) it i don't want to get away exactly yeah like i was saying the tannery ones they're uh like a brown soft worn in great saddle kind of thing they're fancy and they make me feel good but then we do have our my actual play scene set, which is black and it's got the silver on it. And it's, it's more for like, you know, when we know we're going to really play hard or whatever and, and the shirt aligned. So it, again, yeah. it, it keeps me, co- even though it's harder playtime, it means it also gives me a lot of comfort because I am probably mm-hmm. wiggling a lot. Very true. But we can move on. So the set number two, is of course the wand some people wand. refer to it as the oh, magic yeah. wand but that's a that's a, a brand name. brand so i don't want to really talk too much about brands but we'll talk a little bit yeah. about different ones um i know specifically i've had probably 
I don't know. What do you think? We've had probably five ones. Oh, yeah, at least. If you included the cordless ones, we are probably well beyond five. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know. Yeah, the cordless ones are good for travel. So, yeah, I, I do like those. You, you know, honestly, like when we were getting the cordless ones, it was years ago. Probably the first one I bought was five, maybe six years ago. And they were terrible. But today with technology changes and stuff, you know, I'm sure that they're much, much better. And I really should invest in one, but I haven't. I think just because of my very first experience from so many years ago. Yes. Ours isn't too bad. It's a smaller one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure technology, like there's, there'd be a great topic right there to do, to find out what people are using and what's working. What is a high quality cordless one? Very true. Yeah. Because they're expensive. I I know like five years ago, I paid a lot of money for it. One of the really high end. But our scene, and really what happened to us is our scene would outlast the wand. And then LK's literally in tears. (laughs) So it's like. Well, and plus the the one that we have, it does not have like an indicator light when the battery is low or almost low. So inevitably the scene outlasts the wand as well. And. We yeah. have to plug it in and right when you need it the most kind of, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And then we get out the old tried and true, the one that sounds like a, you know, a weed eater out in the yard, you know, <laughs> like a gas powered weed eater. <laughs> so the whole house can, can hear that one. And, but it's still my favorite. I love that thing. I would say always get try and get a wand that um, the head of it or the neck, I should say, the neck of it's protected against moisture because um, some okay. of our first ones, the neck isn't isn't protected against moisture. And, and some people really squirt and do those type of things whenever they have the wand on them. So um, yeah. some of our first ones, you know, they, they will mold. They will get really nasty because you can't, it tells you not to put water on it in the neck. So they've come a long way. I think a lot of the yeah. wands now are protecting that neck because before they were not protected or you had to put, um, a prophylactic over it yeah. to protect it. So, um, you know, you have to say, Whoa, wait a second. I, I gotta put a, <laughs> I gotta put a, yeah, a rubber on it, my yeah. wand. So, um, I would yeah, say the neck was definitely a weak part of of the whole thing. Yeah, they've come they've come a long way, but um I think Brookstone had the first one that kind of had a protected neck and it was really great, but it had electrical short issues. Yeah. With it. Oh. And a lot of them now are semi waterproof or waterproof. Like a lot of them now are designed so you know you the water doesn't collect right there. And even cleaning them was difficult on the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because of the way yeah. they would cool through the head. Because the handle didn't have any way to cool, so they had a little cooling, like ventilation at the top of it, and yeah, so it was hard to keep them clean. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were really designed to be a personal massager, like on your back. I have no idea, but yeah, they were originally I as, think, th- as things for that. evolved. I think so. <laughs> there became yeah, another yeah. need. It had, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it was double duty. Somebody yeah, said, "Hey, there's know, a market here. Let's you. let's design one for this." Yeah. And they called it the magic yeah. wand, which was one of the original. We have several, actually. We have mm-hmm. several wands. We have one that uh, has electric. It has two rings around the head of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it as the Zeus. The Zeus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it can. Uh, we do not have one of those. That's on my wish list. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Like, it's a love-hate relationship with LK. 
It is. It is. You love to hate yeah. it, but you also hate to love it. I don't know exactly yeah. how it works, but um, I, I know that feeling. Yeah. I think the biggest thing couples have with wands are the, the sound or the noise it makes because you mm-hmm. want something powerful. And I, I really do tell people to get the plug in the wall ones just because yeah. you don't want to be left at the final minutes of whatever. And then your wand quit working. It's, it's the worst thing in the world or whatever. And you can go, he can run to the cabinet or run to whatever and get something else that vibrates, but it's not going to be enough. By then, yeah, (laughs) It's not going to be enough because you're at the end of the scene. You're kind of already vibrated enough that anything less will not, you know, will not Not do anything. So then, you know, then you're kind of in this weird, place or whatever and it's not it's not very fair to any of us but um but but who are we we're supposed to like you know it's really supposed to be his pleasure right but his pleasure is brought on by our pleasure but anyways yeah (laughs) yeah so really you know I think it's it's important that you have the electrical one I always tell everybody to get an extension cord some of the cords are longer than others always have the extension cord because it makes it easier to move around so a, a conversation yeah. on a side note, and then we can move to the next one. But on a side note, we were just talking the other day, we have hardwood floors and I've written a little bit about our leather tufted chairs that sit in our bedroom. And I was just asking LK like, Hey, I might, I might actually put those outlets that sit in the floor by the leather tufted chairs. Cause we have that ottoman that we play on a lot. And then I wouldn't have to have an extension cord. It could plug in right next to oh. the ottoman yeah we would have those but, everywhere then we'd have the, the people would come to buy our oh, home and then they would be like why do these people have the what? um outlets in the floor everywhere right <laughs> that's what yeah. i'm thinking too like i'm wiring the electric Wonder. in my house so i have like wand availability everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so how crazy oh my gosh. it seems crazy but you know what i'll bet you within a month or two i'll have an outlet there Oh, yeah, that so, is a really good idea, actually. I'm going to bring that up there. Because I have that extension cord, and sometimes where where that sits, like I almost in my mind have to plan if it moves from that ottoman to like throwing her over the arm of that chair or something else, will the extension cord, right? Like I almost have to pre-plan yeah. that. Like will it reach to that side from well, where yeah, I yeah. plugged it yeah, in? Yeah, that's why I always say so. have the extension cord, a smaller <laughs> extension cord, but just have that small extension cord mm-hmm. attached to your electrical one. But the biggest thing is the noise of the wands. And I'm hoping maybe in the upcoming year, we can do a workshop where we can lead them to comparison. way to a comparison. Because. Yeah. So people, I think noise is an issue for most people that, you know, it, yes, I agree. So well, yeah. not everybody has the option of being an empty nester. And so if you have children around of any age, you just want to keep things quiet and personal and it helps and helps you enjoy what's going on. You don't have to worry about somebody listening in or hearing you. Yeah, because we have an example of of our wand, and it's very powerful, super powerful. Um, but the problem <laughs> is, with power comes noise, and it sounds like I'm running a lawnmower. And we had to yes, wire we had, we had to wire its own 220 <laughs> uh, volt 50. Now amp he's exaggerating circuit Just because <laughs> every time we would turn it on, the lights would kind of dim in the house. <laughs> Kids would be like, "Hey, what happened?" Well. And with that kind of power, not only do you have to worry about the actual uh, <laughs> wand, but a few other things flapping in the wind there, you know, the, you know, 
Yes. It gets so powerful, <laughs> things start flapping. <laughs> I, got the, I got the power company out putting another 200 amp panel in the basement just for the, the wand circuit. Mm-hmm. So what do you, oh my gosh, what would you need hilarious. this for? Well. Oh, well. Hey, you know, you got to keep your, yeah, you got to keep your submissions. We, we have to budget in our power bill for wand usage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh. oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, hilarious. But hopefully sure. next year, hopefully next year we can have a battle of the wands or. Actually, yeah. you, you know what would be fantastic about it too is it sounds like you guys have ladies or you ladies have ladies show up that can talk about the wands that they use and the things, the features they like about them and the ones that they don't. So it's almost like you'll create your own mm-hmm. review from authentic yeah. users yeah. that use them like we would. Yeah. Like a star Wars yeah. lightsaber. Everybody has their own yeah. saber and they can bring yeah. it. I'm getting, I'm getting a theme here. I would like that. Yeah. That would be great. I, I, I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. So I think I that might that. be coming up, you know, we'll talk about yeah. that. And maybe we can have one where everybody bring, brings their own saber along and we can compare how loud it is and its performance. You know, I'm going to have to put the sound effects in yeah. the in zoo, the, uh, zoo, the zoo, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Lifesaver. I like it. We can even dress up Mona. She could yeah. be a, Princess Leia. We'll get her a head and we'll get her the buns and everything. Yeah, the little buns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm, I'm not, I like the way you're thinking. I'm not used to having Mona yet because my mind is thinking, who's Mona? <laughs> Hello, dress, Mona. Dress up Mona. Like, who's going to dress up for this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But We've got Mona. Absolutely. But that takes us to the, the next thing on my list is a slapper crop. And it's one of my personal, personal favorites. But I think everybody should have one. Um, what makes it so great is I also say get the short bat. Because with a slapper yeah. crop, it's it's thuddy rather than stingy. So when you're first starting mm-hmm. out specifically, and uh, you know you you want to be able to use the crop, or in, and your sir is going to want to use it when you're doing positions, when you're scening, yeah. when you're in the bedroom. I mean, it's a fun little thing to have. And the short bat is also when you have a shorter bat or shorter length of it it um it it doesn't like fly through the air as fast so like again it's more thuddy when he's using it the more distance it has the stingier it's going to be so Mm -hmm. i always tell everybody get a slapper crop the shortest bat you can find and it's one of like i said it's one of my favorite things it's something that mr fox loves and you know it usually makes it out of the cabinet every single time we're we're playing sometimes more than that but um, great noise it makes. So less sting, yes. more thud. I agree. So I agree. I tell everybody. And, yeah, and we're you know we were talking about noise, <clears throat> and the nice thing about that too, it doesn't make uh, a lot of noise at all. So we use that all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like LK said, I I use it every single time that we have a scene, and I start. I don't I don't know how most people scene. But for LK and I, we almost have a ritual how we get started, how how we transition from standing there to actually getting her tied up and bound and having a scene going. And for us, it does start with a couple yeah. almost ri- ritualistic ways that I cuff her, that she gets up on that ottoman, and it moves into positions typically. And when I say typically, I think 
100% of the time. Yeah. And right there is where I use my crop a lot because I touch her with it, you know, the coolness of the leather. Mm -hmm. So almost, almost like pointing with it, but I can direct her body. Like if I'm in the position, if I want her to arch her back more, I would place it in the smaller of her back, tell her to arch her back. That's like, I'm not touching her yeah. constant. And I do touch her with my hand at the same time, but I'm almost using it to direct. Is and I really I, do have like a for. horse pony kind of fetish thing. So like, I really yeah. love it. I love kissing it. I love everything about the short bat. Yeah. Crop. I like my crops. Yeah. Nice. So, and then before moving on. Nice, nice. I would say that she put slapper crop there and probably one of my favorite things. And I've talked about it on Husdom a lot. In fact, I think I wrote a forum post on it and put a picture of it on there. But a slapper crop to me is a great tool because it's two pieces of leather on the end and they're longer than a normal crop and they'll slap uh-huh. together. So you can get, especially in the beginning when a dominant might be concerned about causing pain or hurting his submissive. The slapper crop creates more noise, more impact, more mind fuck, even for the submissive. She hears yeah. this crack go yeah. on in the background. And the, yeah. the majority of that noise is coming from the two pieces of leather that are hitting each other. Yeah. Not so much the leather s- striking the a, skin. It is a great sound. Yeah. So you get a lot of pop. You get a lot of uh, yep. effect by it. And I love that. And I'll also say, too, because a leather strip is so big. Like I, I think a lot of when I'm touching LK with things that like if it's cool or I've warmed her skin up and then you have cool leather to put on it. So, but it's a bigger mm-hmm. piece of leather that you get that temperature effect with as well. Yeah. yeah I think I, I think love it's it. Great. Exactly. I, I love it. Best, one of the best things. So that takes us to the next thing and I'm going to let, um, where it's, the, which is the blindfold. So if you want to tell us a little bit about your blindfold, Ryan, I love blindfolds. I have many different blindfolds, kind of an adjustable leather one, just the round eye pieces, and you can adjust them to fit. And that really, uh, it's comfortable, blocks out all light. I've used ribbons and, you know, kind of a satiny kind of ribbon thing. And that's mostly, it it feels good, but it's not a whole lot of practicality in the whole thing. But uh, Erebus likes that. He just likes the way that it looks and it just doesn't stay on very long. The blindfold is nice for me, similar to being restrained. I am a wiggler, but I'm also, if my eyes are seeing something, then I'm already planning ahead or I'm thinking about something else or, you know, uh oh, what does this mean or that kind of thing. But the blindfold takes all that away. And I have to stay focused. And Erebus loves the, he loves control. He loves things going in a particular direction. And it takes me out of the equation, my head out, I guess. And Erebus creates a picture in my mind, which is far more fabulous than I could ever create actually using my eyes. So we use blindfold a lot for that reason. Yeah. And, and like I tell everybody, I think especially new ones, um, the blindfold is a must, must, must. That's something you should get right off the beginning, spend a little money, make it as comfortable as you can. Cause it's, there's nothing worse than having something rub or chafe your face or your eyes. Yeah. Or if you have long eyelashes, you can get, you know, a lot of people wear a lot of false eyelashes right now or whatever. So you can get the kind that sits up off your face. So it's not pressing okay. on your eyelashes that you spend so much money on. I know I've been there. 
really what that does is sensory deprivation, but you need that sensory deprivation yeah. at first because you want to imagine your husband to be the greatest dom ever and i'm gonna say christian gray but a lot of people say oh he's not the greatest dom he wasn't but i'm just saying you read a book and you've read some books and you're imagining your dom to be that dom so you need to take your sight away because you don't want to see his struggles or if he's making decisions and he's trying to make this perfect for you but you don't want to see his struggles you want to just in your mind you want him to be christian gray or whoever in one of your books you want him to be that person so it aids you in being taking you your vision out of maybe what he's struggling with at the moment. And it happens to every Dom. It's not just new Doms, but every Dom, you know, like they can struggle, mm-hmm. they can run and get this, they can do that. You know, you're not going to see all the little slip up. It's perfect. The blindfold is perfect yeah. just for that reason. The it reality of the dominant is not the same as the fictitious one. <laughs> so when you play, so the blindfold help. I'm going to just yeah. add to that it real really, quick. Really, really I'm going to add to it because like you ladies, you're talking from your perspective and I want to add on to what she just said there, like as a dominance perspective, especially if you're new to a scene or maybe you don't have that, that same confidence of what a scene's going to look like or how it's going to, going to go or how it's going to turn out. It's that anonymity, if you will, where they can't see like I think Rianne and LK were both saying she might see what he's doing or reaching for and began to anticipate ahead of when he wanted mm-hmm. her to realize that in her mind. And then that's exactly it. So sometimes I can tell you in my first couple scenes, like there were moments where I was like, oh, what, what am I going to do now? And in those moments, I'm sure yeah. it was written all over my face. And had LK looked up at me, she probably would have thought, what's wrong? what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's that yeah. level of anonymity when you're in those moments that allow you to, like she says, you're still that fantasy dominant because she's in her mind. You can't see what I'm doing or if I'm, you know, not a hundred percent sure of myself in the moment, everything is going according to my plan. As far as you know, with, yeah. the, with the blindfold. That's on. exactly it. So it's real important. It gives us that confidence um, as dominance or that anonymity, that layer of sensory deprivation or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. but it allows us a little bit of leeway to, if we're not a hundred percent sure in the moment, your submissive will never know that she'll think that every yeah. exact moment, every touch, everything was done with complete intent and purpose, which it is. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, she'll think it was all orchestrated from the very beginning where maybe you're, you stumbled somewhere in the middle. And for me, like sometimes, like in that moment, like, and this would even happen to me today, if we were having a scene, like I might go, you know, now I lay all my, all my tools out ahead of time. I have like a tray. I won't get into all that right now, but sometimes while that scene's going on, my mind will say, I want this other implement. And that blindfold will allow me to step three or four feet away into our, our armoire and pull something else out. Where if I stepped away and LK knew it, it might change her mindset a hundred percent. So anyways, yep. huge fan of a blindfold. We use one. I think you said you did too, uh, Rianne, but we use one almost every yeah. single scene. I prefer it. Yep. I do too. I do too. Because also my, I'm easily distracted. And if Erebus is using, um, you know, like, well, I think, you know, oil or something like that, just uh, some other sensory type things. And, you know, he has filled before. And if I know, (laughs) I mean, if I see that, then I'm thinking, oh, 
oh crap, you know, it's going to ruin this. You know, I mean, I'm just being honest. That's where my mind goes. I don't want it to go there. It saves us from ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. I am my own worst enemy. I, my head and I ruin more things than I would care to admit. So absolutely. Blindfolds and restraints save me from myself. Excellent. Excellent. And then, um, Mr. Fox, if you want to like lead us into the next thing, um, because I'm, you know, I know a little bit about these things, but I think Mr. Fox probably knows a lot about floggers. So floggers are the next thing on our list. Yeah. Specifically. I'm I'm no expert on floggers. That's for sure. Yeah. But you, you use them. I have never yet used a flogger on anyone or myself, which would be a little strange, but like I haven't, you know, haven't done that. So we'll go to the next thing on the list, the floggers and the two different sizes of floggers. Well, I would say that probably being a dominant, most dominance, that would be their number one thing that they're thinking about purchasing. Mm -hmm. Even though I do think it's placed properly here, I would have started with the blindfold, the cuffs, the wand, like those are the must haves, I think. But I think most men probably think of that dominance or that scene as having that flogger. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different options. Like I'm not going to get into all the flogger stuff right here, but I will tell you that from um, a recent conversation, you, even with uh, Jeff from Lady Sea Leather, uh, that elk is definitely the way to go over a suede or a lot of other leather options. Mm-hmm. If you're a beginner, there, you can, you know, there's a lot less, a- yeah, a lot less sting with that kind of. It's the thud. Yeah, elk will give you the the mm-hmm. thud. Instead of the sting. So it's got the, probably the most all around capabilities with the least likelihood of causing any damage. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say that yeah. I personally love my floggers. I have, uh, you know, I have larger floggers and, uh, like medium sized floggers and they and, all come in different leathers yeah. be, and the different leathers do different things, which we won't like, again, right. That's what I'm saying. Into. Like, I, I'll just kind of leave it there. I have a rabbit. One of my, I wrote a blog post on it. Probably my favorite one in the moment right now is really my, it's rabbit fur with leather falls through the center of it. Oh, wow. I actually love it. It's, it's small. It's not, uh, Mm -hmm. it's probably one, it may be the smallest flogger I have. I think it's 12 inch falls. Yeah. And that's what the breast flogger, that's why I said, you know, when I listed on our list, you know, a large flogger and then a small breast flogger basically is what that's used for. And that's how I use it. Yeah. I don't, I I don't, I don't know what the industry standard is, what they, what they flog with different lengths, but I know that like my, I have a match set. I have a large lengthy flogger and I honestly don't know. I think they're 22 inch falls. And then I have a shorter one that is like a match set to it, same color and everything. I think they're probably 12 inch falls. And I I probably have about eight floggers. Those are the two that I use all the time. And then I have the rabbit fur flogger that I use almost all the time. And I use the shorter 12 inch uh, falls. I I do use those on LK's breasts. That's what I use it on. Mm -hmm. And that's where the, that's where the fur one I use. I, that's where it's my favorite new toy. That's the one that I really use on her breasts a lot now because it different sensations that we can give, right? It starts out, it's rabbit fur for heaven's sakes. And then it has leather falls in between. So like you do get a little sting, but then the fur going over the sting is very pleasurable. You don't get, Oh wow! it's the perfect mixture, at least for me. And this is me, but maybe Mm -hmm. other people would like it too, but like, it's the perfect mixture of 
pleasure and pain to me. And it depends on how yeah. hard people strike you too, you know, like we're not going at it for, you know, full on extent. Like I said, with yeah. most items, you don't really do that, but it, that no. has that perfect mixture. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to get into too much of it. There is a, I did write a blog post last month on how I used it and why I love it. And I do love it, but it gives that sensation. Like you can, you know, in the beginning I lay things, a lot of leather things I'll lay on LK and Often it's, I think, the coldness, the coolness of the leather on her skin, the softness of the fur. Mm -hmm. The thing about the rabbit one is the leather falls are about an inch longer, maybe two inches longer than the rabbit falls. Than the rabbit. Oh, I love the mix and textures and feelings mm, like that. Yeah. So if you want to crank up the intensity, you don't, you don't use the whole, uh, length of falls across her skin. If you want the intensity and a little bit of sting, you just, you just make it. So the last two inches are touching her skin, which is all leather. And then that creates a sting. If that's what you want, you may not want it, Mm -hmm. but then you can also go back to making more of it touch her skin, which then gives her that soft sensation of the fur. Mm -hmm. It's a great implement. Uh, I personally love it. I love it the way we use it. And I think she loves the way Mm -hmm. we use it on her, but Anyway, again, on this one, I would tell everybody too. like, this is a probably one of the most expensive purchases that you would make. And I would recommend Mm -hmm. a little bit of research, finding something that, that you really like colors that you really like. And I would invest in a long-term legacy piece that you're going to have with you. Even the cheap novelty ones are not cheap. No, no. Yeah. And hopefully on Huzdam the coming year, we'll have more information about the different leathers what you know what's new what's thuddy what's stingy and we'll have something right. something on husdom for the sirs to look at to know where to start but that takes me into the ne- the next uh thing on the top dsim top 10 list is the dildo which is the ever famous dildo and sometimes it's looked looked over you know right before we go to the dildo mm-hmm. cuz that is very exciting to me mm-hmm. <laughs> okay that's, that's kind of bizarre to say, but okay. But like, so I was the only one that said anything about floggers. You guys have any input on floggers or like if you like being oh. flogged in different areas or like, like if you enjoy them, don't enjoy I, them. Yeah. Go ahead, Rianne. I like the floggers because I, I, for me, it's, uh, it's both study and stingy. I love sting, but I can't start off with just sting. And I like the way that floggers will wrap around parts of my body and they're unpredictable where the falls are going to land. I like that. What Rianne's saying is some people like sting and some people like that. And some people like a combination of the two and you have to start out. Some people have to start out uh thuddy and then end up on the sting. It just depends on what you, you know, I, I love that comment because I honestly think that like the floggers that I have, the longer flogger, the larger one, like I can produce, and that's the thing, like it's the material, it's length, it's how many falls are in it. But I feel that I can produce mm-hmm. different sensations with that one flogger. I don't feel like I need to yeah. necessarily have a flogger for every feeling. I do have different, flo- I have quite mm-hmm. a few floggers, but I do feel like the middle of the road allows me to produce a wide variety of sensations through one flogger. Yes, so. absolutely. I agree. I think that... Um, that it just depends on what you like. I mean, not everybody is a masochist and loves pain right off the beginning. And I'm not one of those people, but mm-hmm. I do feel like I 
I can represent most of the ladies in saying that, you know, I have to have more, probably more pleasure than pain. And you can, you can achieve the, all kinds of different things with these vloggers that we're talking about. And, and one mother does really feel different than another. And I didn't know that it's probably, we were probably in, uh, an event where, you know, we had the people come in and kind of show us different floggers and what they did and how they felt. And until we were probably like, I don't know, five, six, seven, six years in, and we had an event and they brought every single one and let everybody kind of test it. We've taken people to the, the store actually and let them yeah. get a little taste of each leather. And it really is amazing how you can get different feelings using different leathers. I wouldn't have thought that yeah. myself, but it's interesting. And I'm just going to say too, I'm going to add clarity to that. So at one of our events, we had Lady C Leather come out. They had a couple ladies actually bring some implements out and a large variety of all kinds of implements and they used them and we got to ask questions. I used them in front of the entire group and we got to ask questions about it. And then when that was over, they allowed everybody to use those implements on their submissives and see how the different implements felt, the different leathers, the different links, the different um, thicknesses and amount of falls and that kind of stuff. And every single year we have done our event in Vegas, we actually go to the shop, the Lady C Leather Shop, and they have a room in the back where you can actually try these things and get all the different sensations and ask questions and stuff. So um, it's been really educational for us. I, I personally yeah, think that's been absolutely. one of the best things because I, when I started the journey, I have no, and I'm no expert today, but I had no idea what to buy. I had no idea what I would mm-hmm. want or what LK would enjoy. So it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Yes, but I agree with that. I just wanted your input on the foggers to see what everybody thought. We can now cheerfully move right on to dildos. <laughs> Dildos, yay! Yay. Um, I think they're Woo-hoo. looked. I think they're looked over quite a bit, and I think everybody just thinks a dildo is is just a dildo and whatever. But I'm going to say that a dildo is the uns underestimated like toy unsung hero. Yeah, it's the unsung hero. Perfect. At our age, and many times in midlife, or wherever you're at, or hormones and um, erectile dysfunction and everything that goes on in our lives. Um, You know, like I tell everyone that the dildo is a great item to just have tucked away under your sugar's pillow in his nightstand. Please don't put it under my pillow. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to ask. I've never, I've never had one under my pillow, but I don't think most guys are going to want to like roll over, put their well, hands under the pillow. I'm just saying like, for, hey, what's this? I'm saying for, yeah, for scenes and stuff to have it readily available because things can happen with people, you know, like, I mean, we really haven't ever really had that, but like I, I talk to a lot of women and they're like, what happens mm-hmm. in the middle when my sir it stops working or whatever or your sir doesn't want a scene because he's afraid that might happen yeah you know the blue pill is only good for so long or sometimes a blue pill doesn't work or sometimes whatever reason you know the performance doesn't happen the way they wanted want it to so i'm saying that the dildo is so important to have handy in every scene because i know this is a man thing or whatever but they always they look at it as if there's some type of ED that happens, like it makes them less manly, but, 
But if they can learn to use that dildo in those moments and and build confidence using it, then when things are happening within a scene, that dildo is readily available to be substituted. Yeah. So I know I'm sounding a little yeah, bit greedy here, but I'm just saying a that bit greedy, and you probably don't understand what it's like to have a penis. Yeah, I don't understand what it's like. No. So. But I'm just saying that, like, it can be quickly substituted, like you know, and just keep the scene moving forward. Because if you stop and you feel bad, and then then we feel bad, and and it, and it just yeah. makes a scenario that could end up very nice. Uh, I think. Doms or husdoms should really think about the dildo as a an extra great thing to have just in case. It's not right, a it's not a big deal if things don't pan out, you know, like the way exactly. You know, some guys will really get in their heads and then their penis doesn't respond. I've heard of that a lot. Can I talk from the perspective of having the cock, the, the person <laughs> in the group that actually has it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that probably would probably you would, would be the resident expert, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. Probably be the guy bringing the dildo into the scene. Yes, you would be the biggest dick in the room. Yeah, I know I am, and you know what? I'm I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Yes. But really, so there, there's a well, there's a couple of things. So there is a little bit of anxiety because I I do think that if you were to look it up medically. You know, they have the commercial on the blue pill and it says if you have an erection longer than four hours, you go to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, I would so love it for. <laughs> it seems like in my youth, I had erections for four hours, like the erection wasn't the problem, but I probably wasn't lasting. Right. Our sex is probably 10 minutes and I felt like I was the man, the man. Mm-hmm. So my point to everybody would be it doesn't but it doesn't take erectile dysfunction. Like most people don't walk around hard as wood for four hours. So in a scene, that's probably not likely going to happen. And it does get into our minds and we can pretend that it doesn't, but it does. It, it can be used. And I would say, too, that what happens to myself and I would assume that I'm like most other men is that sometimes in a scene, as you're planning it out, as you're paying such close attention to her reaction to every move, and you're thinking, okay, it's about mm-hmm. time, she's about there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to tease a little bit more, and then I'm going to move to implement number seven, or whatever you're going to do. But it's hard to keep that sexual aggression, maybe, to where you are hard the whole time, because it's it's almost physically impossible, right? Because you might have a four or yeah. five hour scene. So then, then when it's not there, you might start to think, oh my gosh, it's not there. But your focus and your intent is on something else. It doesn't mean it won't come back. So for myself, there yeah. might be times when I want to penetrate her that I'm not there physically or in the moment. So I can have something to do that to, to move and then flow right into something else. Another thing maybe mm-hmm. is when I do get in the heat of the moment, there's almost like an animalistic type thing that takes over. So I might have these grand plans. Yeah. And then if I do penetrate her physically, then all of a sudden it's like I lose all sense of control and then I'm just fucking her like a madman and then the scene's over. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. I, I can use a dildo to prolong it so I, so I can yeah. keep in my own head and I can keep in control of what's going on and I can end it when I truly want to end it. I know it sounds childish yeah. that I can't control myself, but... Like, honestly, sometimes it just happens where after I get started, it's like, this is what I want. <laughs> and that's what happens. Yep. Right. Uh, so, sirs well, really need to use it as a tool. Like, it, it really right. is a tool. Right. And then finally, maybe I did do something and I 
was that animal and I got what I needed, but the scene's not over and she's all primed up and ready to go. So I, I got what I needed, but instead of just, you know, in the vanilla world, I would roll over and go to sleep. Wah, wah. <laughs> yep. But yep. in this world, I can't really do that. Right. I've brought her there. I've built this. Yes. I, I might've been building it for days and I get there. And because of my lack of self-control, exactly. I can't just end it and say, Oh, well, you know, it didn't go as planned, <laughs> you know? maybe the next one will. So there's like so many reasons that we can put a dildo that we should use a dildo that have nothing to do with Mm -hmm. any type of failure. If you're going to plan a long scene and you're going to penetrate it all along that scene and you still want to end it, like I end most of mine actually having sex. And if that's where you want to be, if that's what your plan is and you want to penetrate her before some, somewhere along that journey that you have her on, you're probably best off using something like a dildo in between to actually yeah. orchestrate that thing start to finish. And I think like LK is saying, maybe men feel like if they're using a dildo that some... It's not manly. It's not manly. It's not. Yeah, maybe they're lesser than. But that dildo is just like any other tool I have in my armoire, right? In my toy chest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just another yeah. implement to create that journey that I'm going to put her on and create the outcome I'm looking for. Yeah. And that, that's, my, yeah. that's what's so important. It's an unsung hero. Like people tend to like not look at it as a true tool that is just. Right. It can, it, it can not just can, and I'll speak for myself. It wildly enhances our scene, the capabilities that we have in them and the heights that we can reach. Yeah. Perfect. And so. Erebus is very visual and he says this is a hugely visual tool for me. He, uh, for oh, him. Yeah. Yes. He just, he, he loves it. So he always has some kind of devious plan involving dildos. <laughs> his, I love I, it. I love his mind. When me you get, too. when you get talking to Erebus, like his mind, just like, yeah, yeah. It's the Greek. I'm just saying. But, yeah. but I do and think he most never men are forgets anything. Yeah. So he, he will remember something from, you know, a conversation months ago, a year ago, whatever. And then, okay, now is the right time. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, whoever thought of that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and saying that, I think just generally a dildo, I try and tell people don't buy the biggest one unless, you know, like at first when we're saying, you know, these are the essential items, the most used items, get it, get one between seven and nine inches, you know, mm-hmm. get something that is doable. And, um, you know, I always say the more realistic the skin and the softer core, the better I have hardcore ones and they're just, they're just hard and just cold and get the realistic skin ones. And there's a couple used to be just like one on the market, but now there's a few on the market that will say we have realistic Mm -hmm. skin and veins. And, and the other thing that um, I've noticed, this is just in the last, I would say, within the last year that I think like testicles are very important on a dildo. And, yep. and I think they're, it's coming around. They're giving it more and more realistic testicles because I think that women really, I mean, I'm getting really deep here, but I think women really enjoy the testicle slap that happens. So I think yep. they're coming along with that. So, you know, I do yep. realistic I, skin, I skin and, and have good sized testicles on it. And we talk yep. about some people really, we talk about the suction cups, you know, you, then they yeah. can do dual duty, you know, like yeah. if, if using it just on yeah. your own or for your sir, the suction cup works great too. 
if you want to do yes. that. We were talking about the, the lack of, of quality suction cup on dildos from our my last chat. And we thought, well, wouldn't that be great? We could, you know, it's just, uh, on submissives could maybe invent a really good suction cup on a dildo, go on Shark Tank. <laughs> I love that. You know? I'll get on there. Yes. Hey, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said, Cuban. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could get yeah. some yeah. pleasure from this. Real quick, yeah. Bef- yeah. before I leave we'll the dildo. We'll hand them all one and they can try them out. Before I leave the dildo, the only thing that I'm going to say... F- from a per- yeah, hand them on the plate. Yeah, and I picked this one out especially for you, Mark. Mr. This one's really big, Mister Wonderful. <laughs> Mister Wonderful. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just like the flogger, what LK I think was saying is pick one out that has the most general purpose use, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, you can spend a lot of money on these, and I know that we have finding the ones that are most skin like. And the only thing I'm going to say, and it, it probably doesn't even need to be said, but when you start paying that kind of money and you're getting a specific product, most of these things, it truly matters what kind of lube you're using and you can spend a lot of money on one and ruin it in the blink of an eye. The very first time you use it, if you use the wrong lube. So if you're investing in a quality thing and it's, uh, you know, it's something different than glass, like a dildo or something like that, take the time to read about how to care for that product. So you don't ruin it Mm -hmm. the first time that you use it. Yeah. And I think the Absolutely. higher quality, yeah, the higher quality, the more money you're paying, the more likely it is that it needs a special way to care for it. Yeah. And you don't want to, yeah. nothing's worse than a dildo that you've used the wrong stuff on. And then it, the skin gets tacky yeah. and holds on to every little yep. fur. So on to glass probes, um, glass probes made the list because, um, yeah. they are super handy dandy. They're, some of them are really not expensive at all. I think like I'm talking less than 15 bucks, um, is my favorite one. They're normally made out of mm-hmm. like Pyrex glass is how I like to put it to people. Um, why they make the list is because they can be heated and cooled for, um, yeah. you know, hot and cold play glass probes many times have two different ends that give you different sensations mm-hmm. for whichever end. They can be used vaginally. They can be used anally. Um, like I said, I'm talking glass probes. So they can be washed yeah. very well, very easily. The ease of whichever kind of lube you want to use, that is another exactly. reason. I think my favorite one, it's blue, isn't it? I think it's a blue. Yeah. So again, I've talked a lot about it on Hustom and I think uh-huh. you'd have to look in the forum to find it. I didn't make a blog post out of it, but I've actually put pictures of it. But like you said, there's nothing particularly special about it. It's not expensive. Yes. I love how hygienic they are. Yes. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And I also so. think that it, I, I don't know, I've never been on the receiving end of it. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> I keep trying, but it just won't happen. But on the probe, especially, I mean, I guess to be open about it, that's what we're being, right? It's pretty mm-hmm. open about our mm-hmm. sexuality. and But like it's pretty much used. In fact, I think I've only used ours anally. Mm-hmm. But I think there there's mm-hmm. a weight to it, I would think, like a solidness to it. And yeah. because a probe is basically, in my eyes, like a butt plug, an anal plug, but it's got a handle to it. I would think that the handle being able to move around with its weight adds a whole lot of different sensations that aren't there with the butt plug Mm -hmm. because of the leverage, right? If it just falls over to one side, Mm -hmm. it has a a different Mm -hmm. feel, a different pressure. Mm -hmm. And I know like for us, if I'm penetrating you within there, while it's in there, it has all kinds as my stomach is hitting it, 
Mm-hmm. It has all kinds of different sensations, I assume. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. You are correct. Yeah. And, and I like to yeah. say some people are the collectors of glass and the icicle brand specifically, mm-hmm. they have all different colors and shapes and they're, yeah. all, they're all numbered. So you can say I have number 54, 79, 32, you know, um, almost every event we give them out as, as, um, gifts or, you know, like prizes. And, um, it's just really cool, you know, like all different, all different, um, sensations. Like, so if you want to look more into that, but you can also buy the most inexpensive colored or clear glass probes and they're perfect. So like I said, I think my favorite one was like $11 and 99 cents or something like that originally. So uh, that's why they make the list for me. Yes, and they give you a lot of options. If we use any of the glass probes at all, Erebus likes to have two or three of them there, and one may be re- like really heated or really cold, and he'll touch mm-hmm. a different part of my body with it. Mm-hmm. And if I have my blindfold on, and mm-hmm. then I'm thinking, you know, oh no, he's going to put that in somewhere, and I'm thinking it's hot or cold, mm-hmm. but he has another one. Mm-hmm. And so, because it's for him, it's all about the mind fuck again. And what he a great mind fuck. lead me mm-hmm. down one path. Yeah. What a great so mind. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm already clenching, thinking, you know. Where really is that going? My body. <laughs> yeah, where are you putting that? I know, I know. And then he's, you know, it's like a bait and switch. So, yes, absolutely. That That's too. yeah. I just think they're cool. I th- I just like when he yep. opens the case and they're in there. I'm just like, oh, they're like they're like little treasures or uh-huh. something because they're all different colors and yes. shapes. And they're and, so pretty. Too. Yeah, yes, yeah. I know. So they're, you can really you know get excited about you know having a little collection of those. So I encourage yes. everybody. But just you know one decent one to start out with, like I said, mm-hmm. is perfect. You almost can't go wrong, and they're really no. inexpensive. Like mm-hmm. you said, they're so yeah. like they're so easy to clean. You can clean them with anything. You can use any lube. I mean, it's almost for the mm-hmm. price. You, I don't know why you wouldn't have a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the price. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that takes us on to anal plugs, and um, yay, yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Rianne kind of talk about what her faves are on that, and maybe share a story. About that before we get into the, <laughs> yeah. to the meat of it. Hey, no pressure, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I have one, which I love the name of it. You know, it's called Anal Thruster. And it oh has uh, a handle and it also vibrates and at different speeds. So Erebus can uh, control it. And it has a, you know, a good size handle with texture. So it's really good for him, too, because he has big hands and Um, so I really love that one. It's pretty intense and it may not be for beginners, but it's one of my favorites. And, um, you know, the butt plugs are cute and I thought, oh, you know, just a cute little decoration on it. And I said, oh yeah, let, you know, we'll just use a butt plug while we're doing other things. Well, note to self, they disappear and, you know, I thought I was going to have a sex sent me to the ER uh, situation because Erebus thought, oh, you took the butt plug out already? And I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that put it in, you know, kind of uh, derailed our scene there for a minute because I panicked. And he's a lot calmer than me. So uh, we got it figured out and it came, <laughs> it came right out. Thanks to his calm, yes. <laughs> calm well-being there. So. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that is scary. Yeah. 
And the decorative plugs are just for that. Decorative, the ones that do not have a handle, that are jeweled, that are shaped like a rose, that are rounded on the end like that. Um, Those Mm -hmm. are just for decoration. So if your sir wants to decorate you up and take pictures, perfect. That type of thing. Or just inspect you with it in. But if you're going to try and work your body with one of those decorative ones in there, I have swallowed a jewel myself. And it it's a little bit scary and we like you like you we learned that the hard way as well decorative plugs are just yep. for decoration, decoration. always yes. get the ones that have the little handle that make sure that your body does mm-hmm. not you know eat them up while you're say yeah. you know being penetrated somewhere else so cuz yeah. the whole body kind yeah. of works as a whole and and if one is kind of yeah. uh, muscle is moving, it's moving the other muscle. Yeah. So let's say it that way. Exactly. So, but I would say my favorite one exactly. is the vibrating one that feels like little, um, I think it's B-Vibe and, and it has little like BB kind of things under the skin and it moves around. So I don't have a thrusting one yet, but I have that one and it, it's it's really good. I like it. I would always say start off very small. You know, we won't yeah. get into into anal training or anything about anal, but I would say always start off small because you can always get bigger, mm-hmm. but don't yeah. tear your tissues up in that area. Mm-mm. Trying to use something, uh, especially if you're not, if you're new to it, you don't want to tear things up yeah. and do something to yourself that, you know, then it's going to make anal forever for you, like hard to get into. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's hard to go back after. Yes. Uh, after that. Yeah. I agree. So. Start small. You can always move up. Yeah. Sir, do you have anything else? Uh, no, not really. To add to you, you ladies covered it pretty well. <laughs> okay, we'll move on then. We'll talk about one of my favorite things and um, probably many, many other people's favorite things is when we talk about tools and toys for the clit. So, um, mm-hmm. this is a clit vibe and specific, I have a specific one that we bought early on. It was probably the most expensive thing we had, we bought in the beginning and, you know, we had bought some other things and I'm not going to say Lilo's name or anything, but, um, we had bought some expensive things and they didn't work very long. So when we purchased, mm-hmm. um, we, it's the Jimmy Jane form two and mm-hmm. it, it's the best little thing, the best little investment. I think ours is gray. And um, now I think they make it in several colors. But um, it has two little fingers that work by themselves, I guess. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. it's, t- it's small. It's waterproof. You can take it in the shower. It's easy to take on trips. Super powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Quiet. Quiet. Like lasts a long quiet, time. Yeah. yeah, lasts a long time. Yeah, it's yep. they are great yep. little things, and they make all they different form. Great. They yep. make all different shapes, which they call different form numbers. But the Jimmy Jane form mm-hmm. two, it seems like it might be expensive. Put your money into that. That thing is yeah. awesome and easy to take with you. Like you could put it in your yeah. purse, and it's not you know. Yep. And it and it does it charges easy for a clean. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I agree. That's why I totally I, agree. Yeah. That's why I love well it. Well worth the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I love, that's I why that totally makes agree. list. So if you want, yeah. that's one of those things to invest in, but you will use it yep. forever. And it just keeps going. Yeah. Like we, ours is, gosh, ours has to be seven years old. 
at least seven yeah. years old. Great product. Yeah. I have to yeah, say A plus on sure. that one. And then I agree. Yeah. And there may be today, there may be comp, more comparable uh, items like that that are high quality too. I honestly don't know. I know that like you said, yeah. we had, we had purchased really some high end stuff, spent some money on some other products that were a bummer right out of the box. And, uh, the, yeah. the Jimmy Jane has been a pleaser and, uh, met our expectations. So we really like it. Yeah. Overproduced really yeah. than yeah. what our expectation was. Yeah. We have some, it's not a Jimmy Jane, but we have, uh, three that, and they're pink and gold, which I, I just love the colors too. But, um, of course, Erebus found these online and I don't even know what the name of them are. I'll have to find that out, but they last forever, easy to clean. They don't make any noise. And of course he found a good deal, which he's all about the deal. He doesn't (laughs) mind spending the money, but he likes the good deal. So that's the thing though. And that's part of what your whole elf workshop I think is about is being able to spread the message on mm-hmm. what, what is worth putting your money into and where can you find a good deal and absolutely that kind of stuff. So it's that whole education process. Yeah. We're not going to recommend something that isn't worth the most bang for your buck. I guess we would say, you know, yeah. with most things we really yeah. do try in. Okay. talking about banging again. <laughs> Well, I was going to yeah. say most, the most bang for your fuck, but then I would be saying a bad word again. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can there say you the go. bad word, LK, if it's in context oh. of the discussion. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, nice to know that because I'll use those words. Um, but anyway, in, so. Yeah, in context. <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah. brings us to our last item. LK has been getting in, in a little bit of trouble lately for using potty language. So that was our discussion there. She's like, when... Am I allowed to use that word? Yeah. And he wants yeah. me to use like words instead of the F word. He wants me to use flower. I would rather I you said, just not How about Ferragamo? I'll just use Ferragamo. That's fine. That's fine. Ferragamo. Just. There you go. You have to use some other good F word that. You don't have to say anything. You can just be like, hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't feel good. You That doesn't feel yeah. good. if you. I just have hmm. to. I. I have to use colorful words. It just yeah, happens. Yeah, it's it's releasing. You know, like mm-hmm. you have to like release. Hey, if Ferragamo is going to be that release you need, then we are on the same page. We're okay. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I got to come up with All something right. that I feel like releases yeah. some tension or whatever right. in the moment. I, I yeah, because there's a lot of words building up pressure mm-hmm. in our heads. Yeah. They have to come out. There is, but I want my One submissive to be a lady. So yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have to find Sometimes a lady. Yeah. Other times not. Correct. Yeah, yeah but when not. we're driving down the road and, but, but <laughs> and I'm having traffic, I'm having, you know, what is it called? Um, yeah. Road rage. Road yeah. rage. Yeah. Yeah, road yeah, rage yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what the Ferragamo is that person doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Road rage. Yeah, it's not very ladylike. I no, but, you know, like sometimes you have to have something to express yourself that you know, makes you yes. feel a little bit better. So Ferragamo works for exactly. me. Exactly. All right. All right. Moving on to number 10. Number 10 I can't of believe our this top was all the way to list. 10. Yeah, I know. Just, well, just for its affordability reason. Right. Right. But yeah. I also feel like it's the accessory to all the other things. Yeah. It's the added pressure that, that yeah. you may need when they're yeah. you're using these other things, but yet they're very important. Mm-hmm. And I try and give them out yeah. to people when at events and stuff because they really are important. Yeah. And they and they are again maybe an unsung hero. 
um, yeah. clamps and I'm talking clitoral clamps and nipple clamps. And I think everybody's yeah. aware of nipple clamps and they come in different pressure, different styles. Mm-hmm. I won't go into all the different styles, but, um, you know, the bull clamps and the tweezers are usually the better of the clamps. Alligator clamps are just like what they sound. They're painful and, and bite yeah. and whatever and clover if, clamps. Yeah. You pull on them and they, tighten they get more pressure if you pull on them yeah. so yeah and you they can, can be a bear yeah and the bull clamps um you can they're adjustable the tweezers are adjustable again mm-hmm. it, it, with this thing that we do and with married couples and our ages and stuff like that i just feel like it's more about the pressure i mean if you want that bite and that pain yeah. you can definitely adjust them all of them to do that but you know if you just want that pressure feeling to add to some of the other um, things that he's doing to your body. Clamps are a great way for that. Um, So I'm going to say nipple clamps are are great. Click clamps. I have a click clamp that is gold and it's my favorite one. And I think I had it custom made on Etsy and I gave a few of those away one year and, and it is my, one of my favorite things. Like you can just, your sir can have you wear it. But again, there's a 20 minute rule that I tell everybody. You do not want to, cut blood circulation off to your body anywhere. No. So no. even if you're just wearing something for mm. pressure, like very little pressure, you probably could wear it. I don't even know how long. Everybody's different. But I tell everybody yeah. the 20-minute rule is how I like to look at things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if That's you're seeing, you don't, if, if you cut the blood source off to, say, your nipples too long, you can lose a nipple. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just tell everybody 20 minutes and is the safety it, rule. Yes. And, you know, really, and that's where, um, you know, trusting your dominant that he's looking out for you because I get into it. I could just say more, more, more. No, don't stop. Uh, to my detriment, actually, you mm-hmm. know, because my adrenaline's going, things are feeling good that I throw uh, safety to the wind. And thankfully, my. Uh, dominance all about that he takes care of me watches me and yes 20 minutes that's a good idea actually on that note too like you say once your hormones start flowing right and you start getting all those different things like the sensation becomes dulled Mm -hmm. you don't realize you can you can take more and more and i mean that's that's how because the blood flow is not there. Well, I mean, just in pain in yeah. general, mm-hmm. like you, you're not feeling the pain because your mm-hmm. body's producing all these different chemicals mm-hmm. to offset the pain. Mm-hmm. And then you start wanting more when you could actually do damage yep. to the body. So the yeah. dominant really needs to realize what's happening. And I don't want to get into how to use a nipple clamp right now, but mm-hmm. what we're basically saying too, is you put the nipple clamp on there and you take the blood flow away. And after a period of time, mm-hmm. you become less sensitive to it because the blood's not there. And yeah. Dominant should do a little bit of research online about it because when he removes mm-hmm. the nipple clamp and the blood flows back, it creates like a, a really mm-hmm. intense ache. Yeah. So they should research that a little bit and see. And you can play with that a little bit after the blood comes back, like lightly rubbing them would be yeah. super intense. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. Super sensitive. Yeah. So again, when yeah. they first go on, you might feel that little bit of pressure and tweak and it feels great after a few minutes probably 10, 15 minutes, you don't really feel it anymore. And then when you take them off, she's definitely going to feel it. Mm -hmm. So knowing what to expect with the nipple clamp too. Yeah. And you have to be careful. Sometimes they even have like, like vaginal jewelry that you are like 
it's kind of like a clip on earring mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You yeah. know, if, if that is even tight, you should watch. Some people think, you know, they can wear that stuff all night. I would just keep an eye on yeah. anything that you're, yeah. make sure you're not cutting blood supply to. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And not that I'm shamelessly going to plug our own store or anything, but at, at our store at foxandhair.com, we actually have little holiday nipple clamps right now. They're uh, red jingle bells on the end of the nipple clamp. So if you put them on and she walks around, she'll jingle. Yeah, and it's a bull nose, so it's adjustable. So you can put just a little bit of pressure, not yeah. a ton of pressure, you know. Right. So that's one of my favorite things. So. And on that last note. Perfect. Okay, I would say too, because we're talking about a lot of beginners items and where to start and how to make them with the most wide range of usability, right? When we talked about floggers, that's what we were talking Mm -hmm. about. You buy the single quality one that'll give you the widest range, the most utility. We talked about dildos the same way. Most bang for your Ferragamo. There you go. But I think also in the nipple clamps, like probably... Uh, the ones that LK just talked about where you can adjust them way down if you want, or like that tweezer type that are so adjustable that it's the lightest bit of pressure. That's probably what I would recommend to get started with. And then if your taste desire more pain, then Then you go that direction. Yeah, absolutely. But nipple clamps, very inexpensive. Yeah. So, and click clamps are, I love, I love click clamps. I just love that pressure Mm -hmm. that it puts on there when you're doing other things, or even if you're not, if you just go for a walk or, you know, whatever, love it. Very simple ones. I don't like the ones with all the beads and stuff that gets in the way. I like the very, the clamp, just the clamp. And that's what I would tell everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. they're kind of hard to find, but you can find them. But that finishes our DSIM top 10 overall most wanted and used tools or toys. I'm going to ask Rianne now if, if it's okay, if she, you know, right, we're talking yeah. about lists, if you can share a few items on your favorite things list for the people that missed our, our last workshop where you went through your whole entire list, which was yeah. fabulous, but some of us didn't make it to that. So if you'd like to just share maybe some of the things that are not on this list, but are your yeah. faves. Well, I mean, similar to the blindfold, the hood. I love the hood. I have a lace one so I can kind of see through it, but not really. And then I have a total blackout one, but it has kind of a padded eye cover to just uh, an opening for the mouth. And it's kind of a sensory deprivation thing, but it just kind of transforms me to an entirely different mindset. Erebus loves the visual part of it. And, you know, I like the objectification kind of feeling, the, you know, being used, that kind of thing. And um, that really helps Erebus with that whole mindset as well. So the hood, I love that. Um, Let's see, another thing I like is uh, we have a spreader bar. It's very um, multi-use for us because I, we can use it in different parts of the house and the doorways or on, you know, some of, we made our, um, you know, our own kind of toy bench, spanking bench, so so to speak. And it works with that. Um, I love being restrained. So anything that has to do with restraints is uh, a big deal for me. Um, The anal hook is on my top 10 list. I love the anal hook. I love being, um, 
so confined that I mean that I really can't move too much because of the way that Erebus has that hooked up. So that really is exciting for me. And Sting, as far as impact tools, Sting is a a really fun thing for me. That's really exciting. I love the feeling. I love the sound. And so I like like the serpent tongue kind of kind of impact. And can you describe the tool. serpent tongue for people? Just for, you know, for well, people who maybe it, don't know what it, that is. I mean, it, it literally looks uh, like a tongue. I have one that's just, you know, a single, uh, a, a single one, kind of a, almost kind of whippy. And then the serpent's tongue thing that I, I have, it's really, it looks like a tongue. It's split and, um, and it's leather. It's quite substantial and it, it just provides that, uh, that thing for me that really I like. And I like the floggers that, you know, wrap around your skin, but this thing also will wrap around my body, different parts of my body. So there is a certain um, air of unpredictability with where that's it's going It's the to one land. that's kind of got like a piece of uh, leather rolled up. Is that what it, it's the one with the rolled, yeah. that's rolled, it's almost like they yeah, took a piece of leather and rolled it that looks like a tongue, like a, like what tongue, you would picture yeah. a dragon's tongue. And then there's yeah, also yeah. A, a snake tongue or whatever. That's something totally different. Yeah. Little The snake yeah. tongue is really wicked. So I just want to make sure everybody understands. It's kind of like they took a yeah. piece of leather and rolled it up like a towel One and spot. put a handle on mm-hmm. it. Where, where did you get yes, it? it? Yeah. Uh, we got, I, well, one of them we got online somewhere. Another one we got at a, a, a local store um, here, you know, where we, Lady, yeah, Lady C made them too, so that's why I was just wondering. Um, Actually, the one at Lady C's, I don't think uh, he had one that was almost like a longer piece of leather that was rolled. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. And it had an amazing Mm -hmm. like crack to it without the without so much impact. I I think they kind of called that a dragon tongue too. I don't remember what they called it, but it was it was was amazing the effect it had, and it didn't. Yeah. Because it looked like the most wicked thing I'd ever seen. It sounded wicked. It does wicked. look very wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the feel yeah. wasn't wasn't as intense as... Yes, and that's kind of a win-win situation. If you can have something that looks wicked, sounds wicked, but, you know, isn't quite as wicked on your body, that, to me, is a win-win. I right, like exactly. That. And that's what I think LK and but, I search for as well. Yep. But other than that, everything that was on the top 10 list that we talked about earlier was on mine as well. I just had a few personal items that I really liked. So. Yeah, I think honorable mentions. Um, I think I would put the womanizer on there. That's not something that necessarily oh. you have to start with necessarily. Um, and it's something you can save up for because I would get the best one. You know, the, the actual womanizer, like to me, I have it. It's great. Spend your money on it is a different sensation than anything that we have previously. When the womanizer came out, I was like, oh, wow, this is a totally suction is a totally different. It's not vibration. It's suction and it's totally different sensation. So I would give that an honorable mention. It would be somewhere not maybe on the top 10. I agree. Just because of the costs, I think, involved. I don't know if I would do top 10, but I mean, seriously, terrific product. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know. Yes, it is. Is something it is, and you're right, a totally different sensation. Yeah, what makes it yeah. out of our wardrobe was, the most is kind of like what we're, I'm kind of looking at, you know, what makes it out the most often <laughs> when I look at that list. Another honorable mention would probably be anal beads. 
just because they're fun and you can make a game out of it. And I'll probably post, or I don't know if Mr. Fox already has something posted about how to do the anal bead game, but it's it's fun. It's something you can add to your scene. Um, and they're very inexpensive, easily cleaned. The ones that we have are, yeah. Yeah. And we just happened by them. Didn't spend much money at all, like LK said. Super easy to clean, uh-huh. super easy to care for, inexpensive. And I use them quite a bit. Yeah. Because I like that the game. So, um, yeah. Rianne, is there anything else that you think is an honorable mention? Um, and well, I do. We do have a bondage board. It is uh, a little pricey, but it folds up nicely. I can hide it away basically in plain sight in my closet in case somebody comes running through. It has so many possibilities of positions being restrained. And again, I love being restrained. Erebus likes that as well. So that is an honorable mention, but it is quite pricey. So, and, and you yes, said it's, that it's one of those things you got to save up. Mm-hmm. But you said it folds up nicely. Like, can you put it under your bed or in yes. your closet or? Yeah. Yes. It, it folds up. It has a little handle. It has just like, you know, little latches on there. And it, you really don't know what it is. If you would happen, you know, somebody would happen to, you know, walk through your closet like my grandkids do, or my kids will come in and grab something and it's right there and nobody knows what it is. So kind of hidden in plain I sight. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anything that can yes. kind of fit under the bed like that is, is really good. Yep. Um, That's what yeah. most of us are looking for really. Yeah. Yes. So um, a lot of people lately have been buying bondage boards and like them, you know, I'm kind of looking, I know it's coming. I love the same bondage board or whatever that you could take out and attach to your wall and unattach but it would be like the yeah. board up against the wall. So I know those are coming and, and that would be something I would invest in. And I would say the expensive mm-hmm. thing that we bought that I would say, you know, save money for two is we have um, a spanking horse and mm. um, it comes apart really easy. And we kind of hide it in one of our wardrobes and I absolutely love it. Like, like it's, it's a super cool thing to save your money up and get um, just because again, I like to be tied down too. And, mm-hmm. um, I would say that's something that's worth the money of, of saving up, maybe getting for yeah. Christmas or a birthday or your anniversary, um, is great. Agreed. I agree. All right. Well, I, I thank you for everything. I think it's been a great conversation. I think the top 10 have been great. Rianne, we're going to yeah. let you get back to your Santa Dom so you guys can get back to work. Yeah. This is our most important season, yeah. <laughs> but Please, bet. please make sure that you leave LK and I on your naughty list. Yes, please make sure that of Santa course. sees that we're on the naughty list. Especially LK. Oh, yes. You guys are right. Yeah, you guys are up there on the naughty list. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Our work is complete. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rianne, um, thank you. I'll, I'll, you know... It has been great having you, you here as a guest, and um, I wanna, I'm sure I want to apologize. I think it ran over a lot longer than I thought, but I think it's been really good. I think it's been really enlightening. I think yeah. there's a ton of information, and um, I do too. Before we leave, too, I, I w- appreciate the invite. But I think it's been great. And before we leave, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, Rianne does this on submisses, where she brings Mona, yes. and Mona will yes, have a head. I they do. say. 
next year. Hopefully, Mona gets next ahead year. next year. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> doing different toys, and she introduces those yes. toys, talks about how to use them, uh, the benefits, um, mm-hmm. maybe some of the challenges, and then it sounds like the other ladies get to chime in with their experiences and things that they have found that are useful yeah. or maybe not so useful. So it sounds like that's uh, the gold dust to it. Is yeah. that? Yeah, and absolutely. They can find that information out on the calendar on submissives.com, right? You guys Correct. announce it on the calendar? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. It's on the calendar it. every month. And it'll be what yes. what you are reviewing and what you're going over, right? And the date and time to be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we were surprised exactly. people too. And also, I yeah. guess, just so everybody can visualize what it's going to be is it's an actual Zoom meeting where the participants yeah. do not have to turn on their video, but they can watch no. and actually see it. Yeah. And they can see Mona, see the toy. Yeah, that's Mo- exactly it. Most people turn their videos on so they can see other people that are there. Yeah, but that's an option. You don't have to. You, can, you have the option of just typing in your questions or your comments if you don't feel comfortable turning on your video or your sound. You'll find that we're just, you know, normal people, maybe a little kinky. No, a lot kinky, I should say. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Yes. So, but they're fun. Okay, I do have a toys and tool group on Submissive, so you can join that if you'd like. If you want to suggest toys or if you have any questions or want to get a hold of me, you can private message me there. Also, uh, you don't have to be part of that particular group to join our uh, our Zoom meeting, so everybody's welcome. If you have anything that you want to get a hold of me about, feel free, private message me. All right, great. Thank you. One of the biggest groups that You're we have, welcome. so it's exciting. Are you happily married and you're looking for more? Are you having a midlife awakening or a midlife crisis? Waking up next to a stranger or looking at the mirror at a stranger? Are you experiencing a lack of intimacy in your relationship? Are you constantly butting heads with your partner? Are you looking for more trust and respect in your relationship? Married dominance and submission satisfies two very important needs that married couples require from one another. Wives, Are you craving or hungering intimacy or a closeness with your husband? Husbands, are you searching for that unexplained trust and respect from your wife? Using the DSM method, both needs will be sated. Working together, you will find a mutual acceptance and a deeper spiritual connection. To learn more about married submission, go to submissives.com, a submissives-only community. And if you want to learn more about becoming a dominant husband, Go to husdom.com, a dominance-only community. The communities are there to help you get started on your journey into a DSM relationship. What could you expect to experience if you join these communities? Our communities, one of the biggest things that we offer everyone is support and camaraderie. We also have several chat rooms where you can find somebody to speak with, communicate, just chat. We also offer live video chats. We have several groups. Submissives also has a Submissives book club library. We both offer articles in our blogs. And we also give advice and mentoring. And I'll have several mentors on our sites. So I say, pick up that bottle that says, drink me. Toss it back. In other words, go ahead and drink the Kool-Aid. Discover the method. 
live the dynamic. Is DSM for you? Yes or no? If you're just curious, join the sites and get a better taste. And finally, we're going to ask that you please subscribe to our podcast. Please give us a five-star rating and leave us some positive feedback. Also, for those that use social media, please follow us on social media and help us spread the message, spread the word about married dominance and submission. Until next time, goodbye from our wonderland. This is LK. And Mr. Fox. Reminding you that DSM is the ultimate marriage accessory and marriage's sexiest secret. Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year.